welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Aravina. This week on the show, I have comedian Kevin Anderson. Kevin is the host of the Bleak and Review podcast, also on the Unpops Network. And he also has a monthly show at Skiptown Playhouse called Townies. That's the first Saturday of every month. Always a good lineup. And you can also catch him at KB Anderson Yo on both Twitter and Instagram. This week, Kevin and I talk about freestyle rapping. Hope you enjoy. Your boy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course. It's going to be fun. Yeah, you're, um, I don't know what returning guest you are, third, fourth, something like that. All I know is the first episode I did made me sound like a huge dirtbag. <laughs> so this a probably, former dirt yeah, bag. former, like a, re- a reformed dirtbag. Yeah. This one will probably make it seem cooler. Yeah. <laughs> my whole my whole thing. I'm excited though. I'm excited to talk about this. This will make Kevin actually make sense. Yeah. yeah. Chaboy. Yeah, Chaboy <laughs> will make sense. This is all they needed. They were like, okay, so he drank a lot, but what else? And now you're <laughs> gonna find out. And if you didn't know, now you know. Do you do you tend to freestyle more when you're intoxicated? That's definitely where it started. I mean, well, it didn't start there, but like that's that's where you get the confidence, I think, when you're in a social setting is to to like do that. And then it usually helps if you're drinking or smoking weed with a bunch of other people that are going to do it as well. Because uh-huh. you don't want to be like, hey, guys, everyone listen to me rap. <laughs> it's like the guy that pulls out the guitar at the party when oh, no one asks for it's it. It's even worse than that because it's like – it's like, yeah, cause like, you know, sometimes you like, okay, there's a guitar playing over there, but I don't have to, but it's like, someone's going to spit bars at you. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. This is a lot. They start putting just like the instrumental track and everyone's just like, uh, <laughs> they just hear mob deep slowly <laughs> yeah. in the background. It's like, what's going on? Some guys, well, name's rapping Kevin and I'm here to say, <laughs> go, oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, it's a thing that I've been doing for before I, way before I was drinking. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking about this when I, we came up with the idea to do this for a, you do what the first time I ever, well, the first time I like tried to write rap and stuff was like in fifth or sixth grade. Oh, really? Me and this guy, Matt Petrie, shout out, don't know if he's alive. <laughs> Haven't seen him since I was like 10. One of those guys. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, childhood friend. You, yeah. you sleep over at their house. You play House of the Dead because like his parents let him have the cool games. And uh, Is that, was that a video game? Yeah. It was, uh, I think it was on Dreamcast. Oh, oh, wow. Dreamcast. That's a. It was, uh, it was one of those like uh, shoot zombie games before uh-huh. that was like the rage. It okay. was pretty cool. You go into a haunted house and this is besides the point. <laughs> but we would write raps about girls we liked. But like, but like dissing them because, you know, like you got to neg them. Right. I I still remember the instrumental we used that I just found on like Kazaa or Napster or something. It was Mob Deep's Fire instrumental was Uh the first thing I ever rapped to. And I remember how the song started because we wrote it. We didn't freestyle these, but we wrote it together. And it started with, yo, her name is Danielle T. She has no life unlike you and me. (laughs) <laughs> fucking dork. I know. Oh my god. I think about that. I was like, should I say that on the podcast? But it's it's int- it's crucial information. I Daniel think. T. If you're out there, Daniel T. You know what? And we would like we would, like had this like we both had a crush on her. Uh huh. And uh, did you we, know that each other had a crush? Yeah. On her? Okay. Like it was one of those things where it's like like I don't know if this was a thing for for young girls, but for young boys, like everybody. Before you get, like, too old, like, everyone's like, oh, I like her. I like her, too. Yeah, she's pretty. Like, nobody, like, beefs about it yet. Yeah. And then, like, you get older, and then you're like, but I, I I saw her first, man. Like, that was none of that. It was like everybody wanted to, like, touch her. I don't know. what Hold hands. <laughs> I always wondered how boys did discuss their crushes. It was rap form. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. how you do it. You just diss them. That's like, all Well, that's my experience, so that must be everyone's experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that was that. So that was like the the first, and I've been like you know a hip hop fan like my whole life pretty much. Like so, it was an, and he was a, Matt Petrie was a huge hip hop fan. He showed mm-hmm. me a lot of stuff as well as my older brother, and uh, I can't remember exactly when I started like 
it was probably middle school when I started uh, having sessions with people where we're just hanging out, you know, playing video games, whatever. And it's like, hey, put on a beat. Let's try to rap. And mm. it's like I said, it has to be like everyone has to be down to try. Otherwise, it's like one guy either showing off or just ruining everyone's time. Yeah. A little bit of both. Both have happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely... Have you you know the expression that that guy was rapping in my face? No, I've never heard that expression. <laughs> it's a, I, it's just a way to describe somebody who's uh, usually intoxicated and like they get real hyped about something and then they start rapping, but they get really close to you mm-hmm. and it becomes almost like a fight. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of freestyle rap battle videos on the internet that turn into physical violence. Jesus, <laughs> there's one I can't. Oh God, if I can remember the the name of the video, it'd be a great. Uh, content to link to for this episode, but the guy, he's uh, it's like these two high schoolers, and this guy's like, Oh, you mad because I'm styling on you, you got better gear because I'm styling on you, plus the cow is on you to act up, and you will fucking have to lay. And the dude just clocks him in the face <laughs> mid whatever rhyme he was trying to do and knocks him out. <laughs> and it's not even a good rhyme, it was just like bad. <laughs> but he got to him, yeah, he got him, struck it, struck a nerve with that guy, yeah, the guy who hit him the whole time is just like. Like mugging him super hard, like straight back, like just like okay, you go in there. I was like, what? He's not. He's styling on you. Is that gonna upset yeah. you? <laughs> but yeah, so that was probably around uh, the time middle school when I started actually like like trying to rap mm-hmm. uh, like on my own rather than writing or or listening to and rapping other songs. I try to make something up. Usually, you find a, a simple beat that doesn't do too many weird things, and you just uh, you just go until you feel stupid, and then you stop. <laughs> you go until you feel stupid. Yeah. Kinda. How do you how do you like end a freestyle like just it just when it feels right. That is interesting. Uh, I think a lot of times, sometimes the the embarrassing part is when the beat just stops, and yeah. then you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm rap, rapping acapella now. This is awkward." Uh-huh. Uh, that's one way. Awkward Pella. Hey, if this was Bleak and Review, that'd be an episode title. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, so one time, you know, you can do awkward ones or sometimes that I've had this experience both in private and in a public setting while doing it on stage Mm -hmm. where somehow like you feel like the beat's coming to a logical conclusion, whether it's going to drop to either a uh, chorus or like, you know, the chorus part of the beat Mm -hmm. and you just feel it coming up. And so you make sure that last rhyme is like a mic drop where you're just like, pop it, pop, pop, motherfucker. And then you're like done. (laughs) Yeah. So it helps to know like, the song ahead of time to kind of yeah. anticipate where it's going to end. It's, it does help to know the instrumental. That was a thing that um, when I did that show that used to be in LA called Roast Beef, which was yeah. a comedy rap battle show, uh, they would, for their first battle, they would let you pick the beat. Mm-hmm. And so you could like a couple weeks ahead of time, you could like kind of think about the beat and know that stuff. But then eventually, if you kept advancing, like you would just get whatever they gave you. So yeah. you can't really rely on that too much. So sometimes it's just kind of knowing rap. Like, you know mm-hmm. that 16 bars is usually the length of a verse. And so, like, once you feel that coming up, it kind of... I don't know. I guess I guess it's just because, like, you know, fifth grade, I was just killing it. And, like, I've just been killing it <laughs> since fifth grade. That's how I know. <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes you can feel it. Other times it takes you by surprise, for sure. Mm-hmm. When the movie 8 Mile came out, was that, like... <laughs> uh, were you about it? I was I was about it definitely, and yeah. I still I still think it's a good movie. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it in a very long time, but I, I was a huge Eminem fan, of course. Yeah, like, yeah, I think we of, all were. Yeah, I mean he was he was a he was a monolith. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean I remember what what two thousand one The Chronic came out in nineteen ninety nine, and I was nine years old, and I remember forgot about Dre. Just I, every time it came on on the radio, my mom's minivan, I'd be like, oh, we got we got to listen to this whole song, yeah. like. And then my brother had the radio the, uh, edit on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is basically like he doesn't even have lyrics on it because he says <laughs> a lot of times the radio edit they either have to change the words or they just cut them out. And sometimes that 
really, really ruins the song. <laughs> it's I like when they change the words because it's not. I don't like it. I it's just funny. think it's funny. It's yeah. super funny. Just what they pick is just. It's so funny to me. Uh, there's one that Vanessa showed me. I can't remember the name of the song. If she can hear me, maybe she can come and yell it real quick. But uh, they change it. I think it was. Uh, Yes, fucking problems. Thank you, Vanessa. Uh, Fucking problems. Where he goes, uh, what is the thing that he says? That's my my problem. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah, he'll figure, yeah. Instead of... Probably the N word. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> if I had to guess, but yeah, that it's it's funny. It's it's the the radio edit thing is, but but when they cut it out completely, like I think they did that on Forgot About Dre and stuff. It'd mm-hmm. be like in Dre's verse, he'd be like the Snoop Dogg double G's and the group that said mother, the police. So like like everything, it's like what is he? I at a certain point, if you cut out every swear word, it sounds like somebody with Tourette's is just losing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nuts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that album was very big, and then you know the the. Slim Shady LP. My brother had that, mm-hmm. so Eminem was big for me. And uh, I was like, "Oh, white people can do this. I'm not. I'm not weird." Yeah. <laughs> and then Eight Mile was like, "Oh, now everybody knows." Yeah. <laughs> Even though people knew anyway, I think. Was your goal with freestyle rapping ever to like be able to rap super fast? Because you can sing pretty quickly. You 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 know Shaggy's. It wasn't me. I liked the fast. I definitely liked the lyrical shit. Like mm-hmm. I don't like excessively fast, where it's just literally like okay. Like I think like. Like I, bu- I like Busta Rhymes, but sometimes I'm like I like I like fast and on point with the rhyme scheme. But if yeah. it's too fast, where I can't actually make out any words, I'm less impressed. Even mm-hmm. though it is impressive, it's just not as exciting for me. I like uh, some kind of middle ground in there. Yeah. My goal with it was I did like I did like the fat. Like I said, I like the the Eminem. I did like the mm-hmm. fast rapping. I didn't have like a goal. I just really liked doing it, and it was something I found out just kind of. I was like, oh, mo- like you, you know those things. You probably have this too, where you don't realize that you have like a ability to do something better than someone else. Right. It's like, oh, why can't anybody? Like, I remember growing up being like, we should all freestyle. My friends would be like, oh, I can't. I, I have no idea. Like, mm-hmm. they get two lines in. Even today, our friend Radisson Zaharyev, back when we used to rap together, he a, raps. Or well, rapped? like we would like goof around, you know, like yeah. I was saying, hanging out, drinking forties, smoking <laughs> weed, and we would start getting a freestyle session going. And then he would, we called him Two Bar Ratty because he would be like, yo, my name's Rapid Red. I mean, he'll do two things and he'd go, and I'm out and just leave after two bars. But uh, that's because it's, it's a thing. But it's like that for me, it was like a thing I didn't realize. I was like, oh, I thought just anybody could do this. And then people are like, no, you're like good at that. Oh, yeah, you are very good <laughs> it was, at it. It was, it, was a, it was a weird revelation where you're just like, oh, I, I thought everybody had this. I guess I'm just, I guess I'm just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've tried and I just kind of like psych, my, even if I'm by myself, I just kind of like psych myself out because like yeah. you really have to like feel the the being kind of it's hard for me to like say what i'm gonna say but also think about what i'm gonna say next yeah, yeah. no the, the hardest parts for sure and the things that like i see people struggle with like i on that show that roast beef show that i used to do it was a weird mix because it was all supposed to be comics who also rapped like mm-hmm. they also had rap skills some of them very good rappers i went yeah. up against a couple people in there that were comedians that were very good and some people were very funny comics and liked rap and wanted to try this weird show yeah <laughs> so you'd see all kinds of stuff one thing that's for sure is that staying on beat while thinking about the next line is like very that'll trip people up like they'll start getting off beat and it sounds weird and the rhyme scheme gets off yeah the other thing is what was i going to say 
is getting in your own head, like you said, like where you're like trying to think, like I need to memorize the first four lines and then like remember basically what I learned was just say whatever comes natural. Like that's how I ended up saying some weird shit when I did yeah. that thing. I remember <laughs> I was battling somebody and I at one point just as just because like the only word I could think to rhyme with the word before was cows, I said, I'm gonna rape your cows <laughs> as one of my lines against him. And uh one of the judges was like, You could tell he's really freestyling. He didn't write this because he said, I'm going to rape your cows. <laughs> And I, I don't, it's just like, I was like, hey, I'm here, but now I'm going to rape your cows. Like, I, I don't know why I did that like Will Smith right there. But yeah. <laughs> hey, say what? Hut? But uh, yeah, it's just kind of like not thinking too much, thinking more about keeping the rhythm going and trying to rhyme if yeah. you can, because you can get away with a lot of shit and mm-hmm. rap. You can get a lot of slant rhymes, a lot of. You can rhyme the same word twice, as we've seen from a lot of oh, people yeah. that make millions of dollars. Yeah, two chains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you don't even have to rap. Sometimes you just go, fatty. <laughs> or that number that he always says. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Who, who could care? <laughs> but yeah, so that, that, is, that is the stuff uh, that is tricky about it. And like, especially if you have to go for a long amount of time. Like, you, can get, you can be good for a little bit, and then you start to, to fall out of the rhyme scheme for sure. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's something that uh, I was good enough to actually win that show once but i also was that your proudest moment in in your freestyle rapping career well it's definitely it's my proudest moment of my whole life probably really okay <laughs> no yeah. it's a, i mean it was one of the most insane things yeah. because i've at this point this was a few years ago but at this point i had done really well in comedy like i'd had certain shows where i'm like that was really cool mm-hmm. doing a freestyle rap battle for like 100 people there's a crowd of like 100 150 maybe uh and winning, well, not even just winning, the whole thing was the most nerve-wracking thing. Like, it did feel like 8 Mile. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never been more nervous before anything before. I was like, mm-hmm. I remember, luckily, the first time I did it, I went up against our mutual friend, Aaron Pita. Oh, nice. And I, 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 we had chosen to battle each other, uh-huh. and I kind of, I didn't know him as well as I know him now, but I still was like, at least that'll be fun. If yeah. I lose, who cares? And that one, I got to the semifinals, and then the second time I did it, still nervous every time. It was mm-hmm. horrifying every time. Second time I did it, I won against uh, this guy, Jamal Coleman, who, in addition to being a comedian, also teaches the lit- linguistics of hip-hop at a college. No way. And, he, and he's like a recording artist. And we went overtime. He was really good. And we had an insane battle. How do you go overtime in a rap battle? The judges are split because there's oh, three judges and then there's the audience yeah. cheering. So like at a certain point, they're like, we can't tell who yeah. won that one. So do you got to keep song. going. Yeah. yeah. That was insane. And then... I did it the third time, which was the final time I did it. And I think it was one of the last times the show happened before it went on indefinite hiatus. I went out in the first round because I said something kind of racist. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, and in my mind, first of all, it's freestyle. So I was just kind of trying to rhyme stuff. And secondly, I watch a lot of freestyle rap and the battle, like rap battles. Mm-hmm. And it seems like nothing is off limits there. Like there's people like they, they, they say a lot of pejoratives for gay people in that yeah. they say a lot of like everything it's it's like roast battle in the comedy scene it's like oh mm-hmm. it's funny because it's the point of it is to be as mean as possible yeah. but i guess it just didn't sit well with everybody yeah. and even though the guy who i was battling said i should have won they they all were like ah, eh, you 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 could probably go home which is fair yeah, yeah. it's fair and it wasn't like i said a slur or anything i just said something i think i said something like i hold down the place like the whites hold down your race or something like that okay it wasn't great but it was it definitely was more like just being self-aware <laughs> yeah it was, it was more like it, i mean it technically what i said was accurate i'm yeah, not and yeah. i wasn't saying that's good yeah <laughs> saying this is a metaphor for how i'm about to body you in this rap <laughs> is uh institutional racism 
Uh, but they, yeah, they didn't enjoy that. Uh, nobody was like mad. Nobody beat me up or anything. But they were just like, yeah, you, you don't need to win again. Like, um, so those are the three times I did it uh, in a professional capacity, yeah. I guess. And uh, that, like I said, most nerve wracking, intense thing. I, I'm sweating, pacing, like freaking out every time. Mm-hmm. Comedy was easy after that. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was. I had to cauterize that because that's just like comedy is already very vulnerable. But anything with like music or yeah. singing behind it is, I feel even more vulnerable. Yeah, because yeah, comedy is vulnerable. Anything where you're on a stage and it's pretty much just you, like you yeah. don't have a band or whatever, that's already very vulnerable. Then you have the added element of performing mm-hmm. rather than just talking, which I guess is performing, but also the fact that it's improvised. It's like, I'm going to go up there. I don't have anything. Yeah. Like, I have to do this on the spot, and it could go a lot of ways. You can lose momentum very quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, hence my third battle. Yeah. <laughs> With my weird off-color comment. Yeah. It so was, yeah, very intense. How did you How did you feel in the moment, like, after, like, you know, people were not sitting well with, with your bar? Oh, the the time that I felt absolutely terrible like for a long time did you feel like out of body just like so the right after i got off stage i apologized profusely to the guy i was battling he wasn't even upset he was like it's whatever man you actually better rap than me that was their thing uh like whatever and you know he was just having fun with it he didn't really care yeah but i felt and this is very much just a me thing i was just so upset with myself for so long like uh, yeah six months probably like every day thinking about it, he's like god damn it yeah like i see his name on like like my, uh, i almost said his name i don't i don't know why i can't this guy mike wright was the guy i was okay. battling i don't i don't know why i've said everyone else's name so far <laughs> uh i would see like mike wright like this i'm like god damn it he probably hates me even though he said he did it like just for so long after yeah uh, but, you know, he probably doesn't even think about me at all, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think about you more than... Oh, yeah. oh, that's that's all I do. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, not in a good way. But uh, as far as... So that was, like, the low, low. But when I got off stage, not even just after winning the thing the second time, but winning any battle or just doing it, that was a pure cocaine rush. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I wasn't on anything, and I felt like I was on all of the uppers. Like, it yeah. was the most intense thing in the world. I bet. Especially when you end, and that's got to be just like the best feeling when you're just like, the sigh of relief, I did well, yeah, and the crowd I, is into it. When it was over, you have no idea. I was just like, oh my god, I don't have to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I did well, and everyone here is like cheering for me and shit. It was insane. And it was that was like my eight-mile moment. I mean, I didn't vomit on my sweater or anything. <laughs> and I certainly, my mom lives in Sacramento. She wasn't making me any spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> 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 i'm uh, used to this am i the only guest that you've said fuck you to on the show <laughs> i didn't say fuck you i said fucking kevin <laughs> oh they said fuck you kevin. no no either way your references and puns are delightful oh, most of the you. time and that's another thing that is it's interesting i wasn't even thinking about this until you just said that i as as anybody who follows me on twitter or any social media knows i like to write puns a lot and Ooh, that is a very hip-hop kind of thing yeah uh wordplay is super big and mm-hmm. as and some of my favorite rappers have like the coolest like there's this guy self-titled who he's i've it's since kind of he's great he's really good it's uh he's a cuban guy he used to be an army of the pharaohs i don't know if there's i don't really listen to him anymore but he'd always have like like lines like uh the rubik's cubans at your door and i ain't singing no carols i'm like donkey kong i got you bitches dodging my barrels like it's just <laughs> it's like if you dissect the line it's like puns it's full yeah. of puns but it's hard and like that's like that's where I think that inclination for me to like write wordplay stuff is is from loving lyrics to hip hop. I think that's where that comes from. Yeah, it's got to be. 
Also, he doesn't say bitches. He says the N-word. I just I changed yeah, it. Yeah. I radio edit it for your <laughs> podcast. Podcast editing you podcast means you edited. don't slur. You just say a different swear word. Yeah. You, you offend a different group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, it's free. Yeah. It's free media. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's where the pun thing comes from. It's got to Yeah, because w- would you say that you got into comedy or rap first? Oh, rap for sure. Yeah, okay. I was, I was in two rap groups before I even started doing stand-up. Did you love... Um, like rap albums where they had the dumb little skits. Yeah, were you about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, some of them. Like me and my buddy were just talking about this. The uh, like the Dre albums where there's the Eddie Griffin one where he's like, "Whatever happened to fall in love with a dude with a bus pass?" Like that kind of shit. Like I love that. Uh, there's yeah, the skits were great. There's this rapper that I'm pretty sure I've talked about on some podcasts at some point. Uh, this guy MC Chris, yes, who yes. used to have long running skits throughout his albums mm-hmm. where like it would start in the first album and like go all the way through like to the sixth album. It's the same characters and like their trajectory. And I loved that. And uh, I think that could be part. Uh, and I, Will Smith had skits, skits on his record too. He had <laughs> skits. Yeah. And I definitely, I got into hip hop and I don't know where the transition to comedy was, but that could be part of it for yeah. sure. Like the comedy, especially with like the MC Chris albums. Cause those were straight up. He did those with people from like the UCB and stuff that oh, I, didn't, I didn't even know I at the time. I didn't know that either. You know, uh, broad city, right? Yeah. I mean, Bevers. He's on all of MC he Chris's is? sketches. Yeah. He's Mr. Chandler. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, John Gemberling. Shout out. Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, uh, that's probably where p- part of that came from. I would think. And we, on our records, we only made, I only made two, records total uh records you we made, made two cds worth of material but we had some skits on ours too that's fun what were, do you remember what your skits were about uh one of them was like a pretend radio station where we were doing like smooth jazz <laughs> or something but then it just goes into the first track and then we had a skit that i didn't even perform on but it was at the end of the last song are are this some listeners of Unpops will know future Pangea Mike Stanton I'm talking to you uh, <laughs> he always comments that on Facebook he says future Pangea it was a group I was in in college but after the end of the last rap song group or? yeah it was a rap oh, group okay. it was me my buddy Jared Hunting who does the Bleak and Review theme song he oh, was our producer that's so cool made amazing beats and then my buddy Daniel Harris who mm-hmm. was also uh, doing a he was more of a beat poet but he he could flow yeah he's pretty cool. But at the end of that, he just did a monologue aggressively that we didn't know was being recorded from the end of It's a Wonderful Life. Uh-huh. And he's just screaming, oh, good Lord, and your old dollar and loan savings, pal. And like that was just at the end of the record. <laughs> it was fantastic. Who did you release this record to? Oh, no, independently, just okay. on SoundCloud and shit. I was a SoundCloud rapper before you had to be tattoo- tattooed from head to toe. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, we just did it for fun. Like we didn't, we didn't really sell them or anything. We Is just, it still up? Can people find it? It might be. I definitely have it Physically, if anyone wants to hit slide in my DMs, I can send it to you. Yeah, you can snail mail it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did that once. I did mail one record to MC Lars once because he said he would collaborate with us on a track, and then he never really? got. Yeah, but he, you know, he was just being nice. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him at you a show in your, Santa Cruz. Bit your late teens hearts oh, flutter. Oh, all, all over the place. Yeah, I saw him at this place in uh, the Catalyst in Santa Cruz, and I went up to him in the merch line. I was like. Dude, I just like I love you, man. I'd love to work with you on a track. And he's like, Yeah, and he gave me his card and I sent it to him and he's like, I like it. And then he just never collaborated, which is fine. Yeah. He's busy. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not so much now. MC Lars, if you're listening. Yeah, if you're out there, bro. Let's uh, get future Pangea back together. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go we'll go steal Daniel back from Portland. We'll get Jared out of San Francisco and then uh, you know, we'll make we'll make hit records yeah. together. <laughs> 
get MC Lars back on the charts. That, that's a hashtag that we should get going for you to what? Get MC Lars back in the game? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> where, get, hashtag where you been, Lars? Where you been, Lars? Where you been, Lars? Is his name actually Lars? Uh, no, it's Andrew something, I oh, believe. Okay, I can see why he goes by Lars. I think it was a reference to heavyweights? Is that possible? Yes. There's a yes. character named Lars. There's in a that, camp right? counselor named Lars. Lars. Yeah, that's that's. I, th- I believe that's what it was. I think everybody thinks it's a Metallica reference, but he, I think, in a song on his first EP, said that it was a reference to heavyweights. I'm so glad it's not a Metallica reference and that it's yeah. a heavyweights re- reference. Yeah. What was it? Uh, from Get Him to the Greek, where he goes, "Why don't you go sue Napster, you twat?" <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's a great line. Oh yeah. Um. So there. Just to kind of like wrap everything up. Yeah. I really wanted to talk about this, it was, especially when you brought it up to me that you wanted to talk about this, is you like to a couple, once or twice a year, diss people via oh, yeah. freestyle rap yes. on the internet. Yeah, well, Vanessa, my girlfriend, Vanessa Gritton, friend of this show, certainly, yeah. uh, <laughs> she put me up to it the first time. She, uh, uh, I can't remember why it happened. It was probably just a conversation we were happen- You're uh, having. You are probably just like mad shit talking. She was just like, you need yeah. to like, get these feelings out. And so she posted <laughs> on Facebook saying, if you comment on, or no, she said, if you like this post, uh-huh. Kevin will write a diss track about you. And then like 70 people liked it. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that. But I, I chose to I chose to do the people who commented because they put a little extra work into it. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll, the people who comment, I'll write about. And it ended up being about 26 or maybe 32 people for it's the first one. a lot of people still. It was a lot. And um, <laughs> I remember that one I recorded on my old computer, on my, uh, on my webcam on that computer. It was grainy. It was terrible. But it was really fun. It was very fun. Uh, Get some good, good bars in there. I don't remember a lot about what I said on that one. I do remember this because it's still in uh, our friend Ian Ager's Twitter bio. Uh-huh. I said, uh, this next dude I'd wager is bumping perturbator. He's a hater. White boy Luke Cage, Ian Ager. <laughs> so <laughs> Which, and, and it just says white boy Luke Cage, KB Anderson, yo, 2017 on it. <laughs> so that's his Twitter bio. And then this year, Vanessa did it again. And this time I had to do about 64 people. So I did oh, it in two, two tracks. Yeah. And uh, this one I did on a better camera. Uh, just because, you know, you got to step up your game in this business. Yeah, every, everyone has, yeah. every release has to get much better. But the interesting thing about that is some of the people that would comment were people that are like really good friends of mine, so I had no problems doing that. Mm-hmm. But then there's like some people like kind of know through comedy that were commenting like, oh, do I, like, me, do yeah, me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like how? There was one girl, Pallavi. Do you know Pallavi? Pal- it's Pallavi. Pallavi. Yeah. See, I don't even know her. That's the yeah. thing. I've never met her in person. She was like, he doesn't know me, but I want to see what he does. And mm-hmm. so I- You had I, a good one for her. I did because yeah. she's she's part of this collective called the Facial Recognition Comedy, mm-hmm. which is, was it like four or five different female comedians who are all uh, Middle Eastern and they they, mm-hmm. uh, they have this thing where it's like, Look, we're all different people, like, but like you all think we're the same person, so we're gonna showcase, you know, all this stuff. And since I never met her, it's Pallavi? Pallavi. Pallavi. So my my rhyme doesn't even work now that I think about it, because I said Pallavi in my rhyme. <laughs> I said, Nice to meet you, Pallavi, last name Dasani, or is it Jen Jolly or Paul Giamatti? Yeah. <laughs> but now that rhyme scheme doesn't work. Nah, fuck. I gotta make an edit. I gotta do a new one. <laughs> I gotta write two new bars. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was the tricky part was writing lines for people that a, I don't know well, and B, don't know if they'll be able to take the joke or like mm-hmm. if they'll get actually mad about it. Uh, so far, nobody has, at least in my face. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you reconcile like not being too, um, I guess, hurtful in your your line about them? Uh, I would usually do like I would usually kind of try to like if I had very limited interaction with them, I would 
try to kind of couch it in a, hey, I don't know you, but this is what I'm going to do because this is what you wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> so like this. Uh, this guy, Eric Wargo, I met once. He's an improviser in Orange County. Very funny guy. But I've only met him once. And I said, uh, Eric seems nice and I wish him good health. But for right now, homie, you can Wargo fuck yourself. <laughs> Which is like, I don't yeah, know, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, harmless. it's not like I'm going to be like, your dad probably sucks. Like, I'm not going to try to get personal with a guy I barely know, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of how I reconciled it, I think. How long did it take you to, to write those? Um, I well, didn't... no, because you're not writing them. You're, you're freestyle. Did you oh, no, to, like, those take... weren't all freestyle. No, oh, those okay. were written. So you had yeah. to like, take notes first to kind of plan out what you're going to say. Yeah, like I improvised a little bit around it, but I would mm-hmm. basically sit down and I would write a list of who I was going to burn and I was allowing two lines for each person. So for like the first one I have... So 32 bars I had, uh, that means that's about 16, no, 17 people mm-hmm. on each list. So I had a list of 17 names, and then I would be like, okay, so let's see. Let's start here. And then I would just pull over a name, try to write two rhyming things, and then try to make it flow from there. It was very difficult to I write. Bet, yeah. Once I had it written, it wasn't that – it took like one or two takes to get it because it was – I usually picked a very slow beat. Like for the second one, it was Bonfire by Childish Gambino, which mm-hmm. is a very mm-hmm. slow beat. Even though I had a lot of fun with that beat because it is slow. You can do a lot yeah. of stuff in it. Uh, but yeah, it was a difficult writing process for sure. I bet. Uh, it was a lot of uh, – a lot of – Oh God! I wish their last name rhymed with something. <laughs> Which I got a few. I got I, I rhymed uh, Kajanian with bombed your fucking stadium. That was fun. Uh, that's that's a, a good, good. That's ones. a reach, but it's good. Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, when you're when you're rap, you can you can make allowances. That's a uh, that's enough. That's enough of the same syllables. Yes, <laughs> or sounds at least. That's like the what I think is like so like impressive about like freestyle rapping because like my my boyfriend Chris he he also will do it from time to time. What? Yeah. He does? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, my God. I'm going to make him do it tonight because uh, oh, on the day I we're mean, recording this. I'm I don't know if he'll him. do it no, like at. <laughs> we'll have to go get high in his garage. And then yeah. We'll do it. And yeah. If you do garage. it like just with him, I think he'd be down. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. That's awesome. But there's been like times when we'll be driving and like an instrumental will come on just randomly and then he'll like be feeling it and then just like spit it out. And like I it's like when you see like a bird like land on your balcony, you're yes. like, I don't want it to fly away. Yes. So you just kind of have to like just enjoy the moment and then. Yeah, just let it go. Yeah. But he's on a roll right now. Because anytime I've ever asked him, like, hey, can you freestyle? He's like, no, nah, I don't feel like it right now. It's a weird thing to uh, put upon somebody, for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I've learned. I, I have had similar conversations with Vanessa about that, where she's just like, rap for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I just don't got the fire in me right now. Yeah. But then, like, occasionally, I just it just comes out. Like, mm-hmm. it's just fun. Especially with, like, like you said, if there's a beat that you're particularly into. I do it a lot when I'm driving by myself, I've found. I bet, yeah. Especially you're in traffic and, like, you're out of podcasts to listen to. So you just, like, put on a thing. I even do it with a song that has lyrics on. I just rap over their oh, lyrics. It doesn't trip you up to hear the lyrics? Oh, it does. But oh, okay. uh, it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a uh, exercise to see if you can focus on your shit and not just start rapping what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a thing that you have to be seized by the moment, I think. Mm-hmm. And then uh then there's no stopping you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until the beat drops out, of course. Yeah, yeah, and then you well, go, "Oh, I oh, I thought I was still going." <laughs> do you uh, do you have a track that's like your go-to track when you're trying to freestyle? For a long time, it was that uh, same one from sixth grade. It was the Burn Instrumental, which uh, I could pull it up on my phone, but it's probably not worth it. Uh, we'll post it later. <laughs> yeah, we can post it later. It's a very simple beat. It's uh, not a lot going on. It's super good to like learn. And like that was just kind of like a nostalgic thing for me for mm-hmm. a while. But lately, my favorite ones to rap to, <laughs> Vanessa and I found this YouTube channel called, uh, what is it? It's called dark dank trap beats and it's just some guy who puts up instrumentals of like trap stuff and they all have dumb names like famous and like insidious like all this weird (laughs) shit 
But it's fun because it's slower and you can kind of weave around the rhyme scheme a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's not so much like like the Fresh Prince kind of thing of like, I was walking down the street just the other day when a guy came around and got my way. I said to the man over there, to the man on my left, you're going to get out and going to hit you in the chest. It was like, it's a lot more, <laughs> it's a lot more like you can play around with it. But I think for a long time, like, oh, well, it's still DRE mm-hmm. is a really good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's probably actually one of my favorites. Uh, that is a great beat. Mob Deep's Shook Ones Part mm-hmm. One is, uh, or Part Two, whichever one is. Uh, that's a really good one too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it kind of it kind of depends on what kind of uh, what kind of bars you're trying to spit. Because if you're trying to get weird and lyrical, maybe a slower beats more down. But if you're trying to just like keep it going, like a Fresh Prince or a, a Run DMZ kind of thing, that could be fun too. Yeah. What I also really like about freestyling is I like to see everyone's different cadence. Because I know you, I know you have a specific cadence. Chris has a specific cadence. Uh, his friend Ian has a specific cadence. It's just neat to see like how you can fit that cadence into whatever song you have to yeah. rap over. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I noticed that, especially when I was in freestyling, but also when I was recording hip hop. I I started. Uh, I started out very like when I first. The first group I was in, Knights of the Rhyme Table, when I was in high, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in puns. high school. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was in high school. My rap name was Ka Forty Seven, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, I had a very like I didn't really know how I knew how to write lyrics, but I didn't know how to rap. So I would just kind of talk rap, and I'd be like, well, "Our first song that we wrote was called Code Red Undead. It was about a zombie apocalypse, of course." Nice. And I just remember listening back to that song and being like that's not really a rap voice. Like and I could hear it change over the years of like, now I have kind of more of a specific thing. Uh, I definitely have a thing I like to do where I will use an accent at the end of a word to make it sound like it rhymes with the yeah, other word before. Yeah. Like there was a line I did on a future Pangea song where I go, Standing firm like I'm machete. I don't think that y'all are ready. My vengeful tail, it has no end. My westerns are spaghetti. <laughs> like, just kind of trick trick it a little bit. You kind of twist it around. But you see that a lot in rap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, people get away with a lot of shit. They sure do. <laughs> I learned that specific one from uh, Mad Child from Swollen Members. If anybody's familiar, uh, he's he does a kind of a he does that kind of inflection thing to, to twist the words into mm-hmm. to sounding. It's kind of like uh, blending it a little bit. Yeah. It, it, it sounds good. It sounds better than if he didn't. So yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. And your spaghetti. No. Yeah, spaghetti. <laughs> it's a spaghetti wrap. <laughs> <laughs> twist those noodles. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I, think, I think you should rap for the end of this episode. Oh, no, no, no. no. That's fair. I would not. <laughs> the moment hasn't seized you. It has not. Maybe no. it will at some point. Maybe it will. That'd Hopefully. be fun. I want yeah. to see you and Chris spit some bars. That'd be great. I would love to because I'm really good at just being mean to people. And if I could turn that into song form. <laughs> you probably would have been great at roast beef because you could write your first verse. So like oh, you'd probably okay. be good at that. Like can you stay on beat when you're rapping other songs and stuff? Uh, I've seen you do karaoke hip hop before. You yeah, did, uh, I can if I know the song. What did yeah. you do at, uh, at Theory that one night? You were oh, rapping something. What did I do? I did um... – Oh, gin and juice. Yeah, you yeah. were doing gin and juice, and you were on beat. I remember you were on beat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you could write a verse. Yeah, I need to. I, what's okay? And we'll we'll finish up the the show this way. Um, what if I wanted to actually start this, or anyone out there? What would you recommend for like getting comfortable just freestyling? I mean, if you already are a big fan of hip hop and you want to like see if you can do it, literally, I would say try in your car in traffic mm. because like get you know load up some instrumentals on youtube or you know get that dank trap house <laughs> playlist on youtube <laughs> and just like see if like if it seems appealing to you at all like if it's if it's it's something that you got to want to do and then like don't get embarrassed if you fuck up because it's really hard and everybody fucks up all the time yeah. that's what i tell people because they're like oh you're good at it i don't want to look dumb I'm like 
it's fun that you're participating. Yeah. So like, just try it. And then if you have friends that are into hip hop too, like if you guys are hanging out, just just uh, just get a get a cipher going. Have fun. Mm-hmm. I, that's technically written, but uh, get a freestyle circle going and uh, just have fun with it. Just focus on like loosening up more yeah. than than nailing the rhyme every time. Like feel if you're comfortable. just steamrolling through even if you botch a bunch of rhymes which i do all the time Mm -hmm. like when i'm rapping i will miss every like fifth or sixth rhyme but if you can keep going you can maybe find another rhyme after that Mm -hmm. i'd say just keep pushing it and see like you know just just get comfortable with the flow and then as you do it and you know the more that you write lyrics or, or listen to lyrics the more you'll have a wide swath of words to choose from and you'll you'll just get better at finding them in the moment i think yeah that's that's how i did it and you know i was rapping since sixth grade so (laughs) well that no that is good advice because it makes it does make it sound less daunting yeah it's it's not it's like you don't want to be like well it's supposed to be perfect it's like not it's you're you're goofing around like i've I've heard uh like professionals fuck up like i've done like you know king of the daughter or whatever freestyle channels there are like people fuck there's there was there was this one battle. I'm sorry. This is just a hilarious story to me because this guy got so shook in a battle. Uh, this rapper, Soul Con, is one of my favorite battle rappers mm-hmm. and just rappers in general. Uh, he's battling this guy called Madness, and Soul Con bodies him real hard. And he's a little shook up. And at a certain point, he forgets what lyrics he's going to say because they kind of write theirs before those. But he goes, fucking shit, I'm going to punch this bitch. <laughs> And then he goes, hold on, hold on. Like, and he has to stop because he just couldn't think of what his next line was. Rad and I watched that so many times and it's hilarious every single time. He's just, he just like, you just see him implode and just mm-hmm. swear at them and say, I'm going to hit you because I'm mad. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just like, don't, don't get a, don't get daunted by it. Don't, you know, don't feel embarrassed because odds are if you're interested in doing it, you're going to be better. And like after doing it just a couple times, and most of your friends are, and you're probably better than them anyway. So, and then no one's gonna make fun of you. Is what I'm saying. I'll keep that in mind. I'm better than all of you anyway. I'm better than all of you anyway. Yeah. If there's one <laughs> thing you take away from this podcast, it's bet you're better than everybody. If you can freestyle rap. <laughs> yeah. If you can freestyle, <laughs> yo, you can hit two bars. You're better than your neighbor. <laughs> that's where Ra- that's where Radisson gets all of his confidence from. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's better than his neighbors. <laughs> two bars, and I'm out. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. This, this was, was a blast. Yeah. Bars! Bars! (laughs) 